Describing the gift of leading, here's Pastor Ed Taylor. The gift of leading is a gift of administrating and a gift of overseeing. It's also a gift of motivating and inspiring and a gift of stirring people up. And the truth is God has given some men and women in the church this supernatural ability to motivate, to inspire, to organize and direct others in the work of God's kingdom. This is amazing grace. It said everything rises or falls on leadership. That's true. It really is critical in life and in the church. Good to be with you and welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We've been exploring the gifts listed in Romans chapter 12. These gifts that are so very needed are given to the church, but it's incumbent upon each believer to discover the gift God has given and begin to use it. And here now to help with that is Pastor Ed. Well, by now, many of you, as we have taught through the gifts, understand what your gift is. You understand what your gifting is, how you've been wired, how God wants to use you. You know, at the end of each study, we said, hey, if you think you have this gift, stand up. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. A couple weeks ago, we even put an insert in there for some of the gifts where you can plug in in this fellowship with your gifting. And a lot of you had said, amen. But I have talked to a few of you that said, you know what? I'm not going to make up my mind until after you teach on all seven. And after you're done with all seven, then I'll kind of sit down and I'll see where my gifting is. And let me just say to you, that's totally cool. You can wait till the end. But it is good to know when you hear the Bible study and you go, oh, that's me. That's how I'm wired. That's that motivational gift. Remember, these seven gifts in Romans, we believe, reflect that perfection and gifting that God has given to his church. Really, these seven gifts that we're looking at in Romans chapter 12 really represent the life of Jesus Christ if he was still on the earth today physically. But you know, Jesus is not on the earth today physically. He's left his church to be that salt and that light on the earth today. Jesus, God in human flesh, he lived a perfect life. He died a perfect death. He was buried, remember, for three days, but then he rose again, and he is alive today and moving among us through his spirit. But he ascended into heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father even now. And he's left his church as a witness to this world. But he hasn't left the church without the power, without the gifting to accomplish through us all that he desires. And you know, God has given to you the perfect gift for you. I mean, the perfect gift for you. So there's really no room for us to say, oh, I wish I had that gift. Why don't I have that gift? Because the gift that God has given you is perfect for you. Oh, you can desire earnestly the best gifts, but listen, the best gift is the gift that is perfect for you. And then you can just serve with contentment and excitement and passion. And so picking up in Romans chapter 12, notice verse 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. 
And so the first gift, if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. We define prophecy as declaring the truth. It's nothing weird, nothing goofy. It's just simply the taking the word of God and taking it and declaring it into a person's life, shining God's light upon a particular passage for a person. It's great. Declaring the truth. And if you have that gift, it says, well, prophesy in proportion to our faith. Verse 7. The next gift we looked at was the gift of ministry or service. We define this as practicing the truth. Those with the gift of mercy practice the truth. And he says, if you have the gift of ministry, then use it in our ministering. The next gift is teaching. Notice, he says, he who teaches in teaching. We define teaching as explaining the truth. You have the gift of teaching, then God has ordained that you explain the truth and help other people understand it. The next gift he mentions in verse 8 is the gift of exhortation. He says, for he who exhorts in exhortation. We define exhortation as applying the truth. So those that have the gift of exhortation, God sends them into our life to move us on, to move us forward. A lot of times we just are simply satisfied with being encouraged and lifted up, and that's great. But then God will send somebody with the gift of exhortation to move us on and move us forward in the things of God. And then the last gift we looked at last week was the gift of giving. He said, he who gives with liberality. And we define the gift of giving as supporting the truth. Because that's what those of you that have the gift of giving do. You support the truth through your giving that God himself is a giver. I know there's a lot of emphasis today on us giving, us giving, us giving, but really when you read the Bible, the emphasis is on God, who is a great giver. And those of you that have this gift, well, you are used greatly to remind us that God is a giver. Well, the next gift now is the gift of leadership. And so he says there in verse 8, he who leads with diligence. So this gift of leading, which is both a verbal and a nonverbal gift, it works in both realms, we can define this gift as organizing the truth. Those with the gift of leadership have this spiritual, supernatural ability to organize the truth. The word lead literally means to stand before others or to stand in front of others. And the picture is beautiful of a person leading others right into the presence of the Lord, working together for the work of God's kingdom. So those with the gift of leading, this gifting refers to those that are gifted by God to organize and administrate God's work. And it could be in a single area. You know, for instance, the, the person that oversees an usher's ministry in the church really needs to have the gift of leading to be able to organize and administrate and take together groups of people, gather them together, encourage them, inspire them, stir them, teach them, train them, and deploy them in the ministry so that they can serve with their giftings. It could be in a single area, or a person with the gift of leadership could oversee many areas and many people throughout the church all at the same time. The gift of leading is a gift of administrating and a gift of overseeing. It's also a gift of motivating and inspiring and a gift of stirring people up. And the truth is God has given some men and women in the church this supernatural ability to motivate, to inspire, to organize and direct others in the work of God's kingdom. And so the person with the gift of leading are often skilled in areas of management and oversight. There just seems to be something that comes naturally for you. You're able to oversee, you're able to manage, you're able to take large projects and simplify them. People with the gift of leadership tend to be very organized types of people. 
You just have things in order. And you like to coordinate complicated activities or ministries. It just really excites you. You really love to, to coordinate and take things that are just real complicated and say, I can handle that. I want to be a part of that. Those that are gifted with the gift of leadership are often motivated by goals. When you start speaking about goals, people with the gift of leadership say, how can I help? You're not only motivated by goals, but you're also motivated and you enjoy tasks. You might be called a task-oriented type of person. As a matter of fact, you love to make lists and lists and little check marks and different colors and you got all these colored pencils and when you finish a task you might do one with the left hand and an X this way and you just love to do that. That's how you're wired. You love, you love to take things and order them out and you love to build on this and build on that and you actually use the task part of your outlook on your computer. You use that and you love to click it. Click, click, click. And it brings you great joy when you look back on all the tasks that God has used for you to accomplish. It's just those with the gift of leading love tasks, very organized. You might even see them walking around with a notepad and a pen or a day timer or one of those Franklin Covey calendars, and they're always writing things down. You're like, what are you writing down? But those with the gift of leadership love when they see something or they think about it or it pops into their mind, they want to write it down very fast so they don't forget about it. And then they want to go forth and accomplish the things that the Lord has obviously showed them. They're able to see things that other people don't see. They're just able to pick up on them. They're more in tune with things that others without the gift of leadership may just overlook. The people with, men and women with the gift of leadership are self-starters. They don't need any other outside influence to get them going. They're self-starters and they often take the initiative on things. And you'll see them. They're always taking the initiative. You don't need to stir them up. They're, they're self-motivated. They're, they're just so in tune with the things of the Lord that in their gifting, they don't need to, you don't need to stir them up. They just are already stirred up by the Lord. And so they don't wait around. People with the gift of leadership don't wait around for things to be done. If things aren't getting done, you know what? The person with the gift of leadership jumps in to see that it gets done. That raises a problem for some, you know? We often refer to this as stepping on my toes. You ever have that? Oh, I'm not sure if I want to do this. I don't want to step on any toes or my toes are always being stepped. Listen, if you're a person, you don't really have the gift of leadership and your toes are always getting stepped on, let me just make a suggestion. Would you put on some steel-toed boots spiritually? Because there are people around that they see what you don't see or they're not going to wait for you to take initiative. And it's not necessarily on purpose, but you know what happens is the enemy, Satan, he gets in and he starts to cause division and you stepped on my toes and you overstepped... Listen, those with the gift of leadership, they're not necessarily trying to hurt you. They just want things to get done. And they're not going to wait around for people to do them. They're going to be motivated in such a way to not only take care of them themselves, but to gather a group of people to see that it gets done. Because that's just how they're wired and how we need people with the gift of leadership in the church today. And so maybe you are getting your toes stepped on. Learn something from that. Don't let the enemy mess with you and, oh, they don't like me. or this, this. Don't, don't just say, God, what's going on? Why are my toes always being stepped on? And maybe God will give you some initiative. Maybe he'll move you in such a way. And so, you know, they're self-starters. People with the gift of leadership are also what we would call detail-oriented types of people. They love the details. And when you serve with them, they want to know everything there is to know. And so they'll ask you, 
hey, what's going on? You know what they're expecting? Give me every little detail that you can possibly remember. And so you attempt to do that, and you share whatever you share. And then what do they do? They also actually know the details that they want to hear. And so you may share a half hour of information with them, and how they finish it up isn't with a thank you, but then they start saying with 20 more questions asking you, what about this? What about this? Did you check this? What about this over here? What about this over there? And this and this and this. And they go, oh, didn't I tell you everything you need to know? No. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> and when you're serving along like that, though, what's really cool, though, is when you're serving along a leader for a while, you start to learn what they want to know. You see, a person that's a leader wants to know everything that they possibly can know. They want to know all the details because with all the right information, it will lead them to make a right decision. And if they don't have all the right details, then they're going to seek to get them so that they can make a good decision, to make a right decision. And so people with the gift of leadership are often detail-oriented. And for those of you without this gift, it kind of scares you a little bit that they would want to know so much or that they would ask questions. You're like, oh, I never even thought of that before. Well, because they're gifted spiritually that way. You know, if you have the gift of leading, you're a very resourceful person. I mean, you're just able to get what it takes to finish the job. You seem to have connections and ways of doing things and people begin to show up and things happen where you're very resourceful. But even when you don't get the resources that you need, those with the gift of leading are able to do what's necessary with what they have. They just seem to get things done. A banner over a person with the gift of leadership is you stick with it. You're not easily, you don't easily quit. As a matter of fact, you very rarely quit until the job is done, until the task is completed. You're a very committed, stick-with-it kind of person. You don't give up that easily. As a matter of fact, instead of giving up so easily, you might be known to have a few sleepless nights trying to figure out how you're going to take care of it the next morning. So, well, I'm going to get up at 6. I'm going to make this phone call. I'm going to send this email. I'm going to follow up over here. If I go over there and I can fit this, because that's your heart. You're just wanting to get things done. And the reason you want to get things done is not only has God motivated you to do that, but you know that the more you can get done, the more you can open up so you can do more for the kingdom of God. It's how you're wired. It's the motivational gift that God has given you for his kingdom. With the gift of leading, you enjoy getting a job done as quickly as possible. And you love to see things run smoothly so that the next time it comes up, we can do it quicker and smoother, all for the glory of God. You realize and you understand very clearly that things that are disorganized, things are in chaos, especially within the church, brings a reproach upon the name of God. God is a God of decency and order. And you take that verse very seriously with the gift of leading. You like things done, done on time, in order, so that the reputation of God is upheld. And so you love to figure things out. You're looking to see a way to do it even quicker. How many more people can we involve? You pray for that. You seek God's face on that. Men and women with the gift of leading are often what we would call big picture kind of people. They're able to see the bigger picture and fit all the pieces into the bigger picture. You know, it's a lot like the, you know, the times that you put a puzzle together, isn't it a lot easier to put the puzzle together when you see the picture on the box? I mean, even with the picture on the box, it could be really hard to put a puzzle together. But imagine putting the puzzle together without the picture. You go, oh, no, Ed, I already, you guys with the gift of leading, you already know, well, Ed, I'll take the edges, and I'll do the edges first, and I'll put them all together, and I'll take the blues, and I'll put a stack of blue right here, and I'll take the greens, and I'll put a stack, and that looks like a car. I'll put that. See, with the gift of leading, you're already thinking, that ain't going to challenge me, man. I'll take care of that. 
and I'll call the best puzzle makers in Aurora, and they'll come and help me, and I'll get this done, because that's your mode. That's just how God has wired you. For the rest of us, you're like, putting a puzzle together, forget that. Yeah, it's just like, I'll just get it all put together and glossed over already in a frame. Got it right there. Thousand pieces. Well, did you do that? Well, no. Somebody did it for me, probably somebody with the gift of leading. So you're a very big picture kind of person. You can see the long range picture and then chart a course to bring about the desired results. You just don't quit. You don't give up in the middle. You know, a lot of people think they have the gift of leadership, but they really don't. They might have learned a few things in a book or took a seminar, and ah, I've got all these leaders. No, this is the spiritual gift of leadership where you just stick with it, and you stick with it all the way to the end, and you stick with the big picture that God has given. You know, people love to serve with leaders that are gifted. They love to follow. This gift of leading, because you're such an organized person, you want to know what's up ahead. You want to foresee. You want to know what's coming up. Why? So you can plan better. So you can get your, the, the people in the right place and you can align everything up and you can make these calls and do, because your heart is to please God with your gifts. Now, before we see this gift operating in the life of Jesus and the church, I just want to point out one more thing about this gift of leading very important piece that I don't want to overlook. We look at all some of the practical things, but I don't want to miss this. I don't want you to miss this little piece of information that's very vital for this gifting, and that's this. Those with the gift of leading are very good with people. They're very good with people. You could call them good people persons. You know, what the world might call, they have good customer relations. Well, all that means is they're good with people. And in order to exercise this gift to its fullest, if you're not currently good with people, you need to become good with people. Because people are who Jesus Christ died for. You know, we live in a world right now that has shifted a lot toward their view of people. I'm sure if you went back to work on Tuesday and you had a problem at work, the path that you're supposed to take is you're either supposed to call or go knock on the door of the person that works in human resources. I don't know if you've noticed, but... People are not resources, but the world thinks they are. Now, if you work in human resources and you, you, know, you love the Lord and you don't treat people like that, I'm not, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about this world system that we live in. We just kind of adopt it. We just kind of take it in. Well, I go to human resources. I go to human resources. I go to, no, humans are not resources. They are precious men and women, boys and girls, that have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. They're not just use and I use you and I take, it's almost like I'll take you off the shelf, use you and then throw you away when I'm done. That's not how the church works. That's not how Jesus Christ, he doesn't view you as a resource, he views you as a person. And if you come into the ministry, because you might be a successful leader in the world and you come into the ministry and you start treating people like resources, you're not gonna get very far. You're not gonna be blessed. Your ministry's not gonna be blessed because people aren't resources, people are people whom we love greatly here at this church. We care a lot about people here. We care a lot about people because God cares a lot about you. And you're not just some resource here to plug in and take care and make sure. And No, we want you operating in the gifts that God has given you, serving the Lord with joy and gladness. We want you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ so you could just totally be fruitful and multiply in your Christian life. You're not a resource. You're a human, I hope, but not a resource. You're a supernatural human that has been changed by the blood of the Lamb, but you're not just some old resource. 
that when it's old and all worn out, just throw it away and get a new one. No, no, no. As you progress in age and you wear out, our responsibility is to come alongside of you and encourage you and stir you and motivate you and, and watch you grow again. You're never too old to serve the Lord, ever, never. You're never too young to serve the Lord either, but you know this world has this attitude toward those that are growing up in age. And, oh, I'm not needed anymore. No, 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 no. That's a lie from the enemy. You're so valuable. It doesn't matter what your age is. And people with the gift of leading will come alongside of you. You can never forget that people are so important to the heart of God. People in the body, you know, those with the gift of leadership never really have a lack of people to serve alongside of them. People with the gift of leadership never really lack in people that are able to come alongside and want to hold up their arms in ministry like Aaron and Hur did for Moses. And as his arms were held up, the victory of the Lord came over the Malachites. People with the gift of leadership never lack people to come alongside and hold their arms up in ministry. You know, people that are gifted with the gift of leadership also have a keen ability to discern others' giftings. They just kind of see where your gifting is and make sure they plug you in in the right place. I love what one pastor said. He mentioned that his responsibility, and I've taken it as my own as a pastor, is to be a, more of a divine talent scout in the church, looking for the gifts and talents of those in the church and making sure that everyone's plugged into the right place, serving the Lord. Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor has been in the Book of Romans. We're going through the epistle from start to finish. To hear today's message again, go to AboundingGraceRadio.com. And we have a couple of apps we'd like to recommend that are free and available on all platforms. This is another way to listen to Pastor Ed's teachings, including this present series. Search for Calvary Aurora and download our church app and the Grace FM Colorado app as well. Pastor Ed, with all this talk about spiritual gifts, I was wondering, what are the gifts God has given you? Wow, that's a good, good question. I think that the role that God has given me is the role of pastor-teacher, so that a primary spiritual gift in my life is teaching, and teaching in such a way where you take a complex truth and simplify it so somebody can understand it. I've just seen God use me in that arena for many, many years. And combined with a teaching gift, I have two others. Uh, I have a leadership gifting from the Lord. Now, God has developed my personality. It's interesting where I have taken a lead in things throughout the years, uh, even from a young child as an unbeliever. But this is a supernatural gifting that God has entrusted to me for, with wisdom to oversee His church and to lead in such a way that together we make progress for the kingdom. I love it. And then the other one that I think is really helpful as a pastor is the gift of administration. Uh, I, I am able to uh, see complex things and bring simplicity out of them. And, and like God loves decency and in order, I love things done decently in order. And that gift of administration helps to put things together so that we might grow uh, in our capacity as a church, that we grow in as a capacity as a family, uh, and just to be used. So teaching, uh, leading, administration, all packaged within the role of pastor-teacher. And I, I do believe that I have a heavier gifting on the pastor side than I do for the teacher side, and I'm grateful that I can be used in that way 
And I'm glad you asked. It's always good to revert. I just walked out, by the way, Larry, I just walked out of an appointment where I asked a young man the same exact question. So it's really cool. Uh, Now I get to answer it. Praise God for that. Thanks for sharing that, Pastor Ed. At Abounding Grace, we're committed to delivering God's Word to people all across the world. But we can't do it alone. We're very thankful for the listeners that come alongside us with financial and or prayerful support. Your gift, whatever the size, would be greatly appreciated and put to good use. And if you'd like to help us reach people with the love and truth of Christ, please visit AboundingGraceRadio.com or call 877-30-GRACE. And as you give $25 or more today, request a copy of the book, Love, The More Excellent Way, authored by Pastor Chuck Smith. Ask 10 people on the street what love is, and you might get 10 different answers. So what is love? See how God answers that question in this wonderful book enjoyed by many. Again, call 877-30-GRACE, and we can take your resource request. We'll have another study in Romans for you tomorrow on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. Blessings to you. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado.